Hey guys, welcome to the Lightning in a Bottle podcast. My name is John Storm. I'm an artist and an art educator, and this is the podcast called Lightning in a Bottle. Just to spell it out for you guys, in case this is your first time listening or you have listened many a time, but aren't quite sure how this creativity podcast and, and lightning and, and the bottle, how it all ties together. Basically, think of it this way. You are a container, like a bottle. Within you, you have this creative potential. This amazing creative magic resides within you. Many of us might be aware of that potential and power, and there may be some of us who are completely unaware of this creative pulse that resides within our heart and soul. This podcast is looking for different ways and different avenues to explore and express that creative magic, your lightning inside, and also ways to express and share that lightning with the world around you, okay? So I know I have uh, tried to cover that and cover those bases in uh, our episodes thus far, but uh, once again, I'm just trying to spell it out as clearly as possible so that everybody is on the same page. Uh, Last week, we took a look took a look. Uh, yes, uh, we took a look at the season of winter as last week was the first full week of winter. And we took a look once again at things we can learn and lessons that we can glean from the season of winter. Uh, you know, always with these episodes, after I, you know, put them together a couple days later, I always think of more thoughts and things I wish I would have shared in that episode. And so one thing I just want to mention is that oftentimes the winter season can be challenging, whether it's the weather that's cold, whether it's the sun that seems to hide behind cloudy days, uh, you know, for a while. And um, winter can be a pretty intense, pretty, you know, drastic change from, you know, the beauty of summer and fall. But one thing I want to remind you guys with is whatever you're going through this winter, and this is a particularly challenging winter, but no matter what you're going through, spring is around the corner. Okay, spring will be coming soon. And before you know it, the seasons will shift. And like I mentioned last week with the different seasons, we're going to look at ways that we can learn from spring as well. We're not quite there. We still have a few months ahead of us, but I just want to encourage you as you roll through the season of winter, uh, listen to last week week's episode to kind of, you know, get some lessons of how you could go creatively through the season. But most of all, when it's challenging, try to hang in there and try to make it through. Okay. Here's a quick shout out to our sponsor. And then we're going to dive into today's episode. Thanks for joining me. All right. So uh, before we kind of get rolling, uh, this episode is called The Little Key I Use for Big Breakthroughs. And we're going to be talking about these big breakthroughs in different parts of our lives. Uh, yes, specifically in creative departments and realms, but also personal uh, areas of your life, relational areas, or even you know job or employment areas. And you can use any of these things we're going to talk about and some of these methods pretty much in all areas of your life, whether creative, I mean, I think every aspect of our lives are creative, but 
let's move on. One concept I want to share with you guys and introduce in case you have not heard of this or aren't familiar with it is a Japanese term called Kaizen. Okay. Uh, K-A-I-Z-E-N. And I'll put it in the show notes, of course, but the word Kai, well, Kaizen is basically made of two smaller words. Okay. The word Kai simply means change and Zen means good. And this, uh, you know, when you put those words together in the Japanese language, Kaizen simply means change for the better, or this idea of continuous improvement. Now, Kaizen has uh, that philosophy and way of thinking has been a big part of different Japanese philosophy and and even business structures and business methods, um, but also on a personal level. And, um, you know, the Japanese use this term of Kaizen to always look for ways to continue growing. One of my big personal values as a human being and as an artist is this to be always improving, the same concept of continuous improvement. So when I discovered this term Kaizen, you know, it really excited me because that's something that I value as well. And so this idea uh, I want to share with you guys is as we approach a new year, you know, this is the Wednesday right before 2020 ends and 2021 begins. Okay. And I want to encourage you guys, uh, you know, this episode is all going to be about, you know, looking for breakthroughs in your life, but whether it's big dramatic breakthroughs, uh, or whether it's small, incremental, gradual breakthroughs, I want to share with you guys um, and encourage you to hold on to this, this mindset of Kaizen. Methodical, gradual, slow progress is often the progress that, um, that sticks. You know, instead of thinking of these big, dramatic breakthroughs and these things that can all of a sudden change your life instantly... I don't know about you, but I just, uh, you know, think those things happen very few and far between. More so in my life, I've just seen slow, gradual growth, slow, gradual improvement, mostly just from putting in the time and the effort. Okay, so hold on to the idea of Kaizen. Now, also, here's the deal. I know this time of year, everybody is talking about these New Year's resolutions. And all of us are in some way probably thinking of whether we should get on the bandwagon or not. You know, some people have probably sworn off New Year's resolutions, uh, which I totally get it and understand why, where there's, you know, probably a lot of us who each New Year, we think, you know what? I'm going to be doing this. I'm going to try this. I'm going to change this. And we look at it as a clean slate. And especially with the year we've had as 2020, I think all of us are looking for and hoping that 2021 will be that clean slate. Now, with New Year's resolutions, don't often we think of these big lofty goals we want to accomplish. But as we think of these big lofty goals, many times I feel like we're setting ourselves up for failure, that we, we set these super high aspirations and things that we want to accomplish only to miss the target, to, to end up you know, not making it to the goal and feeling more bummed out that we didn't make it than when we first started. You know, We had this goal, we blew it, and it's easy to feel like a loser, and so we just give up. You know, for example, 
exercise. There's so many people that with New Year's resolutions, we're looking at ways that we can introduce more exercise, physical exercise into our lives. Isn't that like the classic New Year's resolution you think of? You know, we, we make these resolutions and goals to get fit, exercise more, get in shape, you know, which is important and which is great. But, you know, we shoot for these super challenging targets and goals like, you know, somebody that has never ran or jogged or even walks around the block suddenly wants to go run a marathon. You know, they think, hey, this New Year's resolution, I'm going to train for this, this race, this marathon. But like I said, they aren't prepared. They haven't been training and they have no way that they're going to be able to reach that goal. Uh, but it just sounds good. You know, it, it makes us feel a little bit excited to have this super lofty goal. Uh, you know, how many of you guys uh, are setting these, you know, outlandish goals or aspirations? OK, um, in some ways, like I said, it makes us feel good about ourselves. But when reality sets in, it's like the pendulum swings back and we end up feeling, you know, more bummed out than before. Whether it's exercise, you know, the same is true for our creativity as well. Don't many of us start with a, a resolution to create more, maybe to draw more, maybe to take pictures more, maybe to write more, maybe to have a daily goal, uh, you know, some lofty goal for a huge number of pieces that we want to create, pages we want to write a day. I don't know what it is for you, but the same can, you know, translate into our creative department as well. But before we know it, we maybe miss a day, we, we get out, we get burnt out pretty quickly, and we feel like we have failed the whole endeavor, and so we give up. So here's the deal. If for some reason big, gigantic, lofty goals work for you, that's awesome. Keep doing your thing. But for many of us, What's the deal? Why do these big lofty goals not seem to work? You know, are we sort of looking at it from the wrong angle? What if we try to view this thing from a different perspective? What about the opposite? Instead of a big lofty gigantic goal, what if we flip this thing and instead look at something a little bit smaller? Now, real quick, I want to tell you guys about a restaurant here in my state of Texas. Uh, I currently have uh, lived in Texas now for over, you know, almost, well, yes, over 20 years, I guess. Uh, and in the city of Amarillo, there is a steak restaurant called The Big Texan. Now, personally, I have yet to have been there. I've been to Amarillo. I have a good friend of mine who uh, lives nearby there or lived nearby there, but I've never been to this restaurant. But it's a legend in the state of Texas. It's called The Big Texan in Amarillo, Texas, and they have the Big Texan Steak Challenge. And here's what it is. They give you a steak, a 72-ounce steak. And if you look at pictures, and even now, feel free to Google or look up the Big Texan Steak, and that 72-ounce steak looks gigantic, all right? It's like a pretty much a good chunk of the cow right there. Anyways, that kind of sounds gross, but it looks like it. A 72 ounce steak, a fully loaded baked potato, a shrimp cocktail, which I'm not exactly sure how or why the shrimp cocktail comes in there, and then also some 
rolls. Okay. You have to eat. If you try to complete this big Texan steak challenge, you have to eat the steak, the baked potato, the shrimp cocktail, the rolls, all of it in under an hour. And if you can't, you have to pay $72, probably plus tax for your meal. But if you can eat it all under an hour, it is completely free and you get your name on the, I guess, you know, Big Texan Steak Challenge Hall of Fame. And if you look online on their website, you can see all these people and they leave these funny comments of, you know, when they're finished it. And people have done this. But you've got this big steak, you've got all these other sides around it, and it's like this big lofty goal. But the way these people uh, accomplish eating all this stuff, which I mean, I can't even imagine under an hour, but the way they do it is simply one bite at a time. Okay. They don't sit there and try to stuff the whole 72 ounce steak and everything in all at once. It is a big lofty goal. Is it? It's a big old steak, but the way they conquer it is one bite at a time. Okay. In today's episode, I want us to look at, instead of thinking of these big lofty goals we just have to conquer right away, I want us to look at it differently, and I want us to look for ways that we can conquer our goals, and think instead of thinking of them as these big lofty things, to simply break them out into bite-size, snack-size goals, okay? You know, the bite is just one small piece of the huge, gigantic meal. And you've got some goal, but you can only actually make progress one small step at a time. And it's the small steps that start to add up and it starts to make progress. And it's the bites that you take that start to, you know, be able to, the the steak starts to disappear as you keep, you know, taking bites away. Slow progress is still progress. Small progress is still progress. And what I want to introduce you guys is to, um, I want to introduce you guys to the little key that I use to make big breakthroughs. All right, here it is. The, (laughs) The small key that I use is what I call the micro goal or the mini goal. It's a bite size, snack size goal that is easily achievable pretty much each and every day. It's not some gigantic lofty goal that is overwhelming just by the size and scope of it, which those things are good. But I think getting to those goals is really a product of putting in small micro choices and decisions that add up over time. What is one tiny small change you can start either today, at the start of the new year, that will eventually lead to something big. These micro goals are the tiny keys that can eventually open some really big doors and lead to some really big breakthroughs, okay? And what I'd like to do, guys, is I'd like to look at three different areas of our lives, your life, my life, all of our lives, that we could consider creating a mini goal in. Okay. So the first one, since this is a creative podcast, let's look at our creativity. What is some type of creative micro goal, a mini goal 
uh, that you could put into practice at the start of the new year, let's just say, um, that you could put into practice to simply make a little bit of progress forward each and every day. And I encourage you to think of it almost daily. I mean, weekly is good as well. Honestly, do what works for you. But one thing um, I have been doing the last uh, almost 100 days, I'm on day 97 right now. Um, but what I did is I wanted to put this sort of practice in action. And so I started this 100-day project. And what did I, I wanted to do was the last 100 days of 2020, I basically wanted to create a small little drawing each day. I've always heard about these 100-day projects, and I'd always seen different people post about them and, you know, read up about them in different ways. And um, they were, I thought they were super cool and inspiring. So what I did is I, you know, counted from the end of 2020 and counted backwards. And I started on, I think, September 23rd. And basically each day I had, bas I cut up all these small six-inch squares of of paper, and I would simply do these random drawings and doodles on those each and every day. Okay, some days I would, uh, you know, spend under five minutes. Some days I'd spend almost an hour, you know, working on it, depending on how much time I had that day. And I was amazed by just the ability to day in, day out, and keep throwing out ideas and able to try things that I've been wanting to try on a smaller scale. And uh, it was just a really neat experience. But what made it so, uh, I guess, approachable or accessible for me was the fact that it was such a small daily goal, okay? Um, and safe to say, as I get to the end of it in the next couple of days, as I'm on day 97, wait, day 98, so I've got a couple more days left and I think I'm gonna land the plane and I will have uh, 100 of these drawings. And if you would like to see them, you can check out my Instagram. I have been posting them daily to my Instagram account, and I created a, a, a like a story highlight reel. If you just click on my little profile, and you can see my, I think it's called my 100-day project, and you can go through all 100 of them. Or on my website, which is John Storm Art, uh, you'll see a, a page or a tab for the 100-day project. But that's just one example. If If that sounds interesting to you, uh, you know, it doesn't have to be drawing, but could it be any creative little action that you would like to do for 100 days or shrink it down to the next 30 days? I think one of the challenges with New Year's resolutions, we think we've got to do them all year long. But I would encourage you with your micro goal, maybe even think monthly or even weekly. Something I often do is say, okay, for this week, here is my micro goal of something I want to accomplish this week. And I even create myself a little chart where I can kind of X off the boxes, which we'll talk a little bit about later. But think of in your creative life, the creative department, what is one, maybe two micro goals? For me, I'm going to try to be uh, getting back into just drawing in my sketchbooks. And so maybe it's just going to be five minutes a day put on a five minute song and sit there and doodle and draw for five minutes. I'm kind of weighing if I want to continue with a, another 100 day project or if I want to, you know, break it into sort of monthly projects or kind of things, even just taking pictures on my phone. Um, you know, a book that I highly recommend is Rob Walker's. Um, I'll put it in the show notes, but I think it's called The Art of Paying Attention. 
and it's phenomenal. And the book is full of all these exercises that uh, just take a very short amount of time, but that kind of give you new ways of looking at your life and your world and exercising your creativity. But think of it this way. Instead of some big lofty goal, what is um, one or two, whatever, many goals that you could put into place? The next category is health. You know, we talked about exercise earlier, which I think is a you know an important uh, quality to have is to keep your body in great shape because it influences your mind, which influences your creativity. So taking care of your body is super important. What is a micro goal or two micro goals that you could put into place, start small, just in your health department? Uh, you know, one thing I'm going to do, uh, and I've done it before for, um, you know, a couple months is, you know, five push-ups a day. Now, that doesn't sound like a lot, um, but when um, each and every day, day in, day out, you know, even if I have forgot about it and it's, you know, in the evening time, I'm ready to go to bed, I can easily do quick five push-ups. And here's the trick about these micro goals. Once you start uh, you know, once I start doing those five push-ups, I oftentimes will go much more beyond that and continue doing, um, you know, many more. You know, with drawing in my sketchbooks, once I get that five minutes, I often spend a lot more time. And so it's these little keys that, you know, trick you into doing more of what you really want to do. But it's not these overwhelming goals that you just don't feel like you can attain. You know, I can easily do five push-ups a day. For you, what is an easy, accessible micro goal that you can use in the health department? You know, maybe it's going on a walk, uh, you know, once once a week or twice a week or three times a week. You know, for me, um, as I go into this, uh, you know, new year, I'm going to continue the habit I started uh, of running in 2020. All this quarantine and lockdown stuff has, you know, one way I stayed, you know, sane um, and kept my mind was by running. Pretty much every other day I'd go for a run and I racked up you know, some serious mileage and um, it was just so life-giving to me and you know, helped my body, helped my mind, helped my emotions. And so I'm gonna keep that going and look for micro goals that I wanna achieve you know, weekly and monthly, so on and so forth. The last category I want you to think about, how about relationally? Is there a micro goal that you could set relationally? Maybe it's you know calling um, you know family, or maybe it's checking in on a friend, or maybe it's hanging out with some people. Uh, you know, relational micro goals. For me, uh, on a personal level, as a father of two little boys, one of my relational micro goals is I want to spend more time just just playing with them. Whether it's playing games with them, whether it's you know playing Legos or cars or or chess, I just want to spend time, even if it's just like uh, saying, "Hey, five minutes a day um, with them." And I know that doesn't sound like a lot, but like I said, it'll expand to more time, and that adds up daily over time. But there's days go by where I feel like, man. I didn't even get five minutes playing with them today. And we were so busy doing this and that, but I can find and carve out five minutes to spend time playing with them. Is there a relational micro goal that you wanna set as you begin this new year, okay? So whether, whether it's creatively, whether it's health-wise, whether it's relational, you know, and maybe there's other areas of your life that you're wanting to set these micro goals, you know, professionally or your career or your job or your employment. Um, could be work-related. 
other random areas of things you want to learn. You know, um, I'm a big uh, believer in reading and you should always have books you're reading. And I got some great books for Christmas and I'm just, you know, needing to open them up, crack into them and start reading. And, um, you know, even setting a couple pages a day as a micro goal uh, to kind of just get the books rolling. Okay. What is it for you? And even jot down and write down these micro goals. And um, as we conclude, I'm going to give you guys some advice on keeping track of your micro goals. All right, so now that we've talked about these idea of micro goals and reframing some of your aspirations from big, lofty, you know, goals into a little bit smaller, bite-sized goals, I want to tell you about a trick that I learned from Jerry Seinfeld. Jerry Seinfeld has this strategy that he calls don't break the chain. And each January, Jerry Seinfeld would hang one of these large monthly calendars on his wall, sort of like um, sometimes a year at a glance type calendar. And his goal was simply to write new material for jokes and for funny ideas each and every day. And every day that he would be able to come up with new material and be able to write these jokes, he would simply write a big red X on that day, starting January 1 and continuing to go to keep going. And his, his idea was to never break the chain. Drawing those big, big red X's, you know, became fun and rewarding in and of itself. So he kept going and eventually he continued to create this super long chain of these red X's. Okay. Now think about what motivates you. Think about what you want to accomplish with this year, with your time, with your life, creatively, relationally, work-wise, you know, ex exercise physically wise. Um, you know, you could set up sort of a little calendar system. I think a visual reminder and a visual reward system of, of like Seinfeld's, you know, these big red X's that can be motivating. I love to kind of cross things off my to-do list. So I'll even write, you know, super easy things to do just so I can be able to cross it off right away. Um, you know, and so as we can, you know, wrap up this episode, I want to, you know, encourage you guys to think of these micro goals, these little small bite-sized goals are going to help you accomplish bigger breakthroughs. Remember what I said about oftentimes, once you just start doing one of these smaller goals, you oftentimes will go above and beyond what your little micro goal is. And that, and that is the beauty of these micro goals. Remember at the beginning of the episode, I talked about that Japanese philosophy of Kaizen, of, of gradual improvement, okay? Of, of slow, methodical, getting better, and changing for the good. These micro goals are right in line with that Kaizen philosophy of, of you don't necessarily need these big, lofty, gigantic goals. Um, all you need is just a small step that you can take today, tomorrow, and the day after that. 
All right. And like Seinfeld's little red X's, if that helps you to have that, um, you know, that little marker system to kind of keep your progress. But at the same time, that can also be, uh, you know, challenging if you miss a day, you know, if you skip a day, you know, life happens and things happen that will kind of, uh, you know, get in the way and obstacles will come your way. And oftentimes if we miss a day, then we feel like oh, the whole thing's ruined and we just give up. But don't give up you know, pick it back up the next day. All right. You can even work ahead. You can work backwards. It doesn't really matter. All that matters is that you make progress. So I want to thank you guys so much for joining me with this episode. Uh, once again, my name is John Storm and this is Lightning in a Bottle. And if you would like to keep up with uh, myself and my art and this podcast, you can find me on Instagram at John Storm Art. Also on my website, which is johnstormart.com. And uh, I really appreciate you guys. And I hope you have a great new year. And I hope you start your, your next new year or the new year on the right foot with these micro goals. All right. Until we uh, speak again, y'all take care and we'll see y'all next time. Thank you.